ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له اشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلوات الله والسلام عليه اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله واحسن هدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار ثم اما بعد الحمد لله على نعمه الاسلام والسنه حدثني جماعه من الشيوخ باسناد كل الا سفيان بن عيينه عن عمرو بن دينار عن ابي قابوس مولى عبد الله بن عمرو عن عبد الله بن عمرو بن عاص رضي الله تعالى عنهما ان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال الراحمون يرحمهم الرحمن ارحموا من في الارض يرحمكم من في السماء the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said in a tremendous hadith that those who are merciful they will be shown mercy by the most merciful be merciful and show mercy to those who are in the earth and the one who is above the heavens he will show you mercy qala al ulama the ulama they mentioned dhalika bi anna al ilm rahma natijatuhu rahma fi dunya wa ghayatuhu rahma fi al akhirah the ulama they say this is because knowledge is mercy the result of knowledge is mercy here in this world and the end result of knowledge is mercy or the ultimate goal of knowledge rather is mercy in the hereafter it is important that we remember the likes of this because in a nutshell this is the motivation what motivates us to to study and to seek knowledge is so that ultimately Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he could be pleased with us and that we may attain his mercy and be entered into jannah and that is because the intention should be to seek knowledge to remove ignorance from oneself so that they are able to perform righteous good deeds upon ilm upon knowledge and so that they may remove ignorance from other than themselves by pointing them to that which is good encouraging them in that which is good and giving them good instruction that is based upon the proofs and the evidences especially the people of the sunnah we have to make it our business to be concerned with the seeking of knowledge and the implementation of knowledge we have to implement what we know if we want to benefit in order to learn then we have to seek knowledge in the malain bitaallum because verily knowledge is acquired through seeking it knowledge is acquired through seeking it ala kulli hal we continue going over the the narration of nawas bin sam'an and likewise the narration of wa'bisah bin sa'd radiyallahu ta'ala anhuma 
the first, the narration of Nawas bin Sa'd, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, and in Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Al-Bir husnul khuluq, that righteousness is good character, that righteousness is good character. Now I want you to reflect on the statement of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that righteousness is good character, that he singled out good character from the many aspects of righteousness, from the many righteous good deeds. The Prophet وسلم, he singled out good character to sum it up in a nutshell. Now, inshallah ta'ala will come back to this point. But I want you to just keep that in mind and to contemplate upon that briefly, inshallah ta'ala. And then the Prophet وسلم, he said, And sin is what beats around or bounces around in your chest, in your soul. And you hate that the people should know about it. Now, that this is what is evil, is that that which you feel apprehension as relates to it, you feel unease, right, as relates to it, and you hate that the people will know about it, meaning that you hate that the people will know that you partake in the likes of these particular things. This is the characteristic and the nature of sin. This hadith has been collected by Imam Muslim. أتيت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فقال he said I came to the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم and I said uh, and he said meaning the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he said unto him جئت تسأل عن البر والإثم he said you have come to ask about righteousness and sin you have come to ask about righteousness and sin نعم he said قلت نعم so I replied in the affirmative yes the Prophet وسلم, he said, He said, Ask your heart. Now, remember who he's talking to. He's talking to a Sahabi. He told him, Consult your heart, ask your heart. And then the Prophet وسلم, he explained. He went into further detail. He said, He said, Because righteousness is that which the soul is tranquil as relates to it. There is no apprehension in the soul as relates to righteousness. And the heart is at ease as relates to it. Righteousness, what is good, what is wholesome, the soul has no apprehension as relates to it. The heart has no apprehension as relates to it. But the heart and the soul, they are at ease. The heart and the soul, they are at, they are at ease as relates to righteousness. Well, ithim and sin, transgression, right? It is that which it bounces around in the soul, meaning it makes the soul feel uneasy. They don't feel at ease as relates to it. Naam. And it bounces in the chest, causes apprehension inside of the chest. What in 
Even if the people repeatedly give you a ruling saying that it's okay, you still feel uneasy about it. Even if the people say, no, no, but it's fine, it's okay, it's permissible, you still feel uneasy about it. And this is the nature of sin and transgression. And this is the general nature of sin and transgression. We had reached the portion of the hadith in last week's class where the Prophet he said, Al-Birr Husnul Khuluq, that righteousness is good character. Naam, that righteousness is good character. So that which was prior to it, as far as Birr, right, we spoke about that. Uh, the meaning of it, um, its connection to other concepts, right? Uh, its connection to other words and what each word will mean when they come together and what each word will mean when they are separated, uh, so on and so forth. So inshallah ta'ala, we will not revisit that uh, today. But as review, or those who would like to yani, review that or to hear that portion, then that is uh, was in the last last week's class, and in Lahi Taala they can find the recordings uh, for that. As far as the statement of the Prophet ﷺ in a hadith of Nawas, that righteousness is good character. قال فضيلة الشيخ العلامة شعبد المحسن العباد البدر حفظه الله تعالى he mentions he says ولحسن الخلق يحتمل أن يكون المراد به خصوص الخلق الكريم المعروف بهذا الاسم. He said that good character, then it carries the possibility that what is intended by it is specifically that character, that noble character that is well known by this name. That noble character that is well known by the statement, good character. Naam, that it is something that is ma'roof. It is something that is well known amongst the people on what is good character. Naam, and those characteristics and those aspects of good character. وَيَكُونُ تَفْسِيرُ الْبِرْ And it could be that the explanation of bir, yani bihi, that explaining bir by way of it, is due to its importance and due to the great position and the and and the great yani uh, station of good character meaning that good character uh, meaning that uh, righteousness was explained as good character due to the importance of good character because that's how important good character is and due to the loftiness of the station of good character. And that's why it was utilized as the definition of righteousness. That righteousness is good character. Naam. Now when one reflects upon that, they will understand that good character is something that is, it encompasses a lot. Right? Because good character means that you give a right to everyone that has a right. You give a right to everyone that has a right. And this is what is good character. So let me give you an example, right? Uh, from good character is to have good character with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
having good character with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then this means that a person implements the tawheed. That a person submits themselves into Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they believe in Allah ta'ala correctly. Right? That they submit themselves into Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as Muslims. Naam. So on and so forth. This is from having good character with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Having good character with the prophets and the messengers, it means believing in the prophets and in the messengers, all of them, without making any distinction between them as relates to those we believe in, those uh, and the like. We believe in them all. We don't believe in some and disbelieve in others. No, we believe in them all. And in particular, having good character with the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu means that we have to believe in him sallallahu We have to obey him. We have to be upon his sunnah We have to strive to imitate him We have to take him as our example And this is having good character with the Prophet Not speaking ill of him Not belittling him So on and so forth Having good character with the companions Of the Prophet Meaning having good character with the, the believers But at the head of them The companions of the Messenger is that we don't speak ill of them. We do not belittle them. We do not uh, uh, verbally abuse them and so on and so forth. But we speak about them in good terms. Having good character with the people. We interact with the people in a good way. We are truthful to them. We don't deceive them. We don't cheat them. We don't, we don't, we don't to the end of it. This is having good character with the people. Having good character with the the roadways. We don't put... um, Harmful things inside of the road. We don't put things inside of the road that may hurt someone, whether it be their person or whether it be their property. Now, so on and so forth. This is having good character with the road, having good character with animals, meaning that we treat animals in a good way. We don't harm them. We don't yani, torture them, so on and so forth. All of this is from having good character. Now, so when one looks at that, they see that having good character is something that it extends. Now, and you can look at yani, with your parents, with your children, with your brother, with your sister, with your aunt, with your uncle, with, 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 with. Having good character is something that it extends and it covers a lot, right? So it is of extreme importance that we have good character and that we act in the most noble of ways. And as the believers, those who are upon truth, we should strive to always act in the, in the most noble of manners in every given situation. This is of extreme importance. So when one looks at that and understands the importance of good character, now then they will see why it was specified here as the definition of righteousness, good character. And if you separate one of those things, then a person cannot in reality be categorized and classified as one who has good character. So for example, if an individual had good character with their neighbors, had good character with human beings, but they did not have good character with animals, would you generally and typically describe that person as having good character? You would say no. This person, yes, he treats human beings okay, but then he tortures animals. He kills animals for no reason. He tortures cats. He tortures dogs. He tortures any birds, so on and so forth. You would say this person is is a bad person. He doesn't have good character. Yeah, he treats his neighbors well, but he he terrorizes all of the animals in the neighborhood. He he shoots the squirrels for no reason. You you understand? You would say he doesn't have good character. Likewise, and you flip that around. If a person... Extended all types of kindness to animals, but then they were very 
yani horrible to human beings, then you will say this person doesn't have good character. He's horrible to human beings. Likewise, in reality, if a person is good to humans, good to animals, good to the roadways, good to, good to, good to, good to, but then they have bad character with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They commit shirk. They do not implement tawheed. They do not believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then this person can never in reality be categorized as a one who has good character. In reality, they have bad character. Why? Because they have bad character with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the rights of Allah are the most important rights. Everything else follows that. They are the most important rights, period. Now, so, good character and having good character in reality and in truth is something that if a person were to be upon true good character, then now this person will be a person who brings righteousness. Naam will bring righteousness. So, the Shaykh mentions that that bir, that righteousness was explained here as being good character, it could be from the standpoint due to the important nature of good character. That is so important that that is what bir has been described with or yani, as being, that is what righteousness has, has, has been described as being to highlight its importance. And there are similar instances of this where certain things were specified to show their importance. The Shaykh says, Wahua. Nadir, and it is similar to the statement of the Prophet at Dinun Nusiha that the religion is being sincere, giving yani uh, what would you say? The religion is being sincere and and, and giving sincere advice. And Nasiha. Now I mean it is broader than that, but yani Alakulihal. And nasiha, it was specified that all of the religion is and nasiha to do what to point out the superiority of and nasiha that it is very important. Given everyone that has a right, their rights and establishment of the rights, this is what it means to be sincere. Naam. So all of the religion has been specified as that, even though there are other aspects of the religion. Naam. Salah is from the religion. Yeah, siyam is from the religion. Yani prayers from the religion, fastings from the religion, so on and so forth. But Nasiha was pointed out to show its importance, to show its importance and its high status. Likewise, and similar to this, is a statement of the Prophet Arafah. That Hajj is Arafah. Now, standing on, on, on Mount Arafah, is that the only thing you do in Hajj? No. But to show its importance, the Prophet وسلم, he said, Hajj is Arafah. Naam, because this is yani, yani, uh, the most important aspect of the Hajj is Arafah. Naam, showing the importance of standing on Mount Arafah during the, the Hajj. So, the fact that righteousness was explained as being good character, it can be from this standpoint. It can be from this standpoint, right? Another standpoint, the Shaykh mentions, ويمكن أن يرات and it's possible that what is intended به by it العموم والشمول لكل ما هو خير It could mean that in general everything that is good. So what is intended by good character, it means Every righteous good deed, everything that is good and wholesome, 
this is the meaning of good character. So in that sense, then it covers what? Everything. In that sense, it covers everything. So it can be either from, 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 from this way or from that way or from both ways together. Why? Why do I say from both ways together? Because one does not negate the other. Now, the importance of good character is pointed out. And at the same time, what is intended by it is everything that is good. And in, and in general, every good thing, every wholesome action, then this is righteousness. Then this is righteousness. Now, and alayhi, yani was, ummul mu'mineen Aisha, radiyallahu ta'ala anha, لخلق الرسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم بأنه القرآن. And what points to good character, نعم, and what points to this is the description that our mother, Aisha, رضي الله تعالى عنها وأرضاها, she gave when describing the character of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. Because the Prophet of the Messenger of Allah, then you will say, this is good character. What's an example of good character? The character of the Prophet So one thing that would give us an indication to understand how good character in general could be used to point to everything that is good is that when our mother Aisha described the character of the Prophet which was good character she described it as being what? She said that verily it was the Quran that his character was that of the Quran meaning that that which the Quran said was halal is that which the Prophet ﷺ said was halal. That which the Quran said to do is that which the Prophet ﷺ did. That which the Quran said to stay away from is that which he stayed away from. That which the Quran says was haram, that which was, and he considered haram, so on and so forth. He implemented the Quran, the guidance of the Quran, and that was his character. Now, so of course, when one looks at this, and if this is a definition of good character, then it's not hard to 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 see that righteousness is what is 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 implementing the guidance of the Quran and if one were to implement the guidance of the Quran and if we had to ask if one implemented the guidance of the Quran what would you call that then you will say righteousness now righteousness now so from that standpoint then this would be the meaning of a uh, good character and the Shaykh he mentions he he, he yani, um, what is meant by and the, the character of the Prophet was good character, meaning that he adorned himself with the adab, with the characteristics and the character of the Quran. So therefore, he did what it commanded, and he stayed away from what it prohibited, so on and so forth. And then the statement of the Prophet that sin is what bounces around in the heart or in this in the soul it causes apprehension and a person hates that people want to learn about it a person hates that people will come to know these things in which that they are doing these are indications of sin now and this goes back to the statement of the prophet as it comes in the hadith uh, uh yeah, yeah the next hadith of Ask your heart. Now, as it comes in the hadith, ask your heart. Because if a person is doing something and they may not have the textual proof, but it's that in which they typically they feel ashamed of it. Now, they feel ashamed that people will know that they're doing it, so on and so forth. Then this here is an indication to you that 
perhaps that thing is, is not right, abstain, cease and desist from doing it until you know the meaning, until you know the ruling of Allah and his messenger. Naam. Why? Because it makes you feel uncomfortable. So then you stop, you go back and you check before you continue. Naam. This is what it means. Ask your heart. If, 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 if you feel uncomfortable, stop. Don't do it. There's a statement you want to say. You have doubt whether it's good or it's bad. Don't say it. Naam. Don't say it. If you know it's bad, don't say it. If you know it's good, say it. If you don't know, don't say it. Why? Because you're, you're apprehensive. I don't know. Maybe it's not good. Maybe it is good. Some ways I see it's good. Some ways I see it's not good. You know what? Don't say it. Now, and this is staying away from the staying away from the doubt. Uh, the Sheikh he says, From sin is that which is clear, apparent, clear for everyone to see, well known. It's not obscure in any which way, shape, and form. Right. So, for example, fornication. This is evil. Everybody knows it's evil. Even the people of evil who do it know it's evil. This is this is this is nothing that anyone doubts. Man. Even the people who do it know it's wrong. No one does it thinking it's okay. They know, yeah, this is wrong. It's not, you know, what you should do. But and then whatever excuse they would bring after that, right? So you have things that are evil that are well known that they're evil. Stealing, murder. These things are evil, and no one has any doubt with regards to them being evil. So you have some evil that is like this. Also, you have from evil women who You have from evil is that which is not apparently evil to everyone, but is that which makes you feel uncomfortable. It, it goes back and forth inside of your chest and it causes uh, apprehension, right? And a person hates that other people will come to know about it. Naam? Is that which is not clearly evil, right? But is that that they feel uncomfortable about it and they're shy as it relates to it. They don't want people to know about it. If you if there's anything that you do and it fits this definition, it fits this bill, then this is an indication that that particular thing is evil. You should stay away from it. Nam the ennahu mimma yustahya min fi'li because it is that in which a person is shy. That yani, the people that they will that that uh, is shy that people will know that they do it. And is that which a person is scared and he and they fear that people will talk bad about them were it to become known that this is what they do, that people will talk bad about them. Naam. And this is similar to that which has come in the three previous hadith, meaning the, the three previous hadith that we have taken earlier in this collection of 40 hadith. And we mentioned them at the conclusion of last, last week's class, but we will go over them again. And that is similar to the statement of the Prophet from an shubahat, whatsoever fears any. Uh, safeguard themselves from falling into doubtful matters. Then they would have safeguarded their religion and their honor, right? Because they stayed away from those doubtful matters. This hadith is the same, bears the same meaning that evil is that which causes you uncertainty 
it causes you to doubt it causes you to feel uncomfortable now this is evil so anything that fits that bill then what is the response that we should we should we should give so that we stay away from it now makes us feel uncomfortable we stop we stay away from it now also the statement of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam leave that which makes you doubt for that which does not make you doubt if it makes you doubt leave it whatever does not make you doubt grab it hold on to it do it perform it now and also the statement of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam إِنَّ مِمَّا أَدْرَكَ النَّاسِ مِنْ كَلَامِ نَبُوَةِ الْأُولَى And then verily that which has reached the people from the speech of the prophets of old إِذَا لَمْ تَسْتَحِي فَاسْنَعْ مَا شِئْتْ Is that if you feel no shame, do as you wish. If you feel no shame, do as you wish. Meaning that what? If you feel shame, don't do it. If you feel shame, don't do it. And also, only the people who feel no shame just do any and everything. Only the people who have no shyness, they are the only ones who do anything. Whatever they want, when they want, how they want, to whatever degree and to whatever extent that they want to do it, they do it. These are the people who have no shame. They have no shame. Now, and of course, this is a threat because the people who have this description then they are evil people with dead hearts, right? And the like. When ithem yuradu bihi, and what is intended by ithem, what is intended by sin, ermum al ma'asi, is everything that is a sin, everything that is haram, yani a sin, a transgression, waldiha, that which is clear, na'am, wa mushtabiha, and that which is not clear. Now, meaning that those things that are clearly sinful and those things that are sinful, but they may be doubtful to an individual. So those things that are clearly sinful and those things that a person may doubt as relates to whether they are sinful or not, all of that is to be left alone. If you doubt it, stay away from it. If you doubt, go without, as they say. Now, if you doubt, go without. Why? Because that enters into the generality of that which is sinful. So we ought to stay away from it. And it has come this word ithim and connected to and in concert with with transgression. It has come connected to and mentioned in the same context of transgression. Like in the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And do not cooperate upon sin and transgression. And do not cooperate upon sin and transgression. So, which is translated as transgression, then it is explained as meaning here in this context oppression. And going beyond the bounds, right? Oppression, transgressing against individuals, oppressing individuals, then this is the meaning of Erdwan in this context. So this will include infringing upon the people as relates to their blood, as relates to their wealth. And as relates to their honor. So this means what? 
uh, hitting people, physically abusing people, Naam, then this will be Erdogan, transgression, oppression, Naam, uh, taking their money, extortion, theft, robbery, right? This will enter into Erdogan, oppression, transgression. And likewise, backbiting people, slandering people, right? Then this will enter into oppression, Erdogan. And this will be the meaning of Erdogan here. The Shaykh he mentions, he goes on to say, Fussir al Bir fil Hadith wa Now we're looking at the Hadith of wa Naam. In the Hadith of wa righteousness is explained as being that which the soul finds ease and tranquility as relates to it. Naam. That which the soul finds ease and tranquility as relates to it, and that which the heart finds ease and tranquility as relates to it. And the Shaykh he says, and there doesn't come, it's not apparent to me, any difference between the two. Meaning, any difference between how Bir is explained here and how Bir is explained in the Hadith of Nawas, there is no contradiction. There is no contradiction. Naam. The Shaykh says, وَقَدْ يَكُونَ الثَّانِيَةَ مُؤَكَّدًا الْأُولَى Naam. He says, and uh, No, excuse me. The Shaykh, he says, that he sees no distinction between the two. Between the two it means, Naam. There is no distinction and there's no difference between how Birr is explained in both narrations. Why? Because they do not contradict each other, but they enter into the meaning of one another. But in particular and specific, what the Sheikh mentioned is that there is no difference between the heart being at ease and the soul being at ease. There is no difference between the soul being at ease and the heart being at ease. They are the same meaning. Same meaning. The Sheikh says, it's possible that the second sentence is an emphasis for the first sentence. It's possible that the second sentence is an emphasis for the first sentence. That is, the soul is at ease, and then the heart being at ease emphasizes the fact of the soul being at ease, but it's the same, carry the same meaning. And that is due to them having the same meaning. And in this particular narration, Itham was explained as being the opposite of the soul and the heart being at ease. And this is the same meaning in the same way that Itham was described in the hadith of Nawas. It is that that it was caused you to feel uncomfortable, that which caused you to feel apprehensive uh, and the like. So, when you look at this, you see why Imam al-Nawi, he brought both of these ahadith back to back, right? Because, what do we benefit? As relates to ithim, then, or sin and transgression, the definition come and it's the same, right? Is that which makes you feel uneasy. And the hadith of Nawas, Righteousness is explained as good character, right? In the hadith of Wabisa, righteousness is described 
as being that which makes the soul and the heart feel at ease. So when you bring both narrations together, you, 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 you come and you understand that righteousness is what? Is good character and that which makes the heart feel at ease. And sin is that which rattles around in your chest and causes you apprehension and it causes you to feel uncomfortable. Right? But if you just took one narration by itself, you wouldn't get all of those meanings. That makes sense? If you took the hadith of Nawas by itself, then you will say that righteousness is good character. If you took the hadith of Wabisa by itself, then you will say righteousness is that which makes your soul feel at ease. But the reality is that what righteousness is both of them. It's good character and that which makes your soul feel at ease. And sin is the opposite of that, is that which makes your soul feel uneasy. That makes sense? No? Play. And his statement, and his statement in the beginning of the hadith of Wabisa, istafti qalbak, ask your heart, and at the end of the yani, uh, hadith of Wabisa, and even if the people repeatedly give you the verdict and the ruling that it's okay, the Shaykh says, it points us to the fact that whatever has in it doubt and apprehension, and that which your heart does not feel comfortable with, is that is, is, is that we are to leave it. That what is safety as relates to those things in which we feel uneasy about is that we are to leave it alone even if the people tell us that it's okay. Now, and how many situations have we been in like that or how many times have we have heard a person say that even before I knew with proof and evidence the ruling of such and such, it didn't feel right so I didn't do it. Right? Or how many times did people blame themselves by saying, I did this thing and it turned out bad for me and I knew I shouldn't have done it because I, I didn't feel right with it, to, it, it in the first place. But foolishly, I listened to what the people had to say. Now, we, we hear this all the time. People in regret, hindsight, 2020. I knew I shouldn't have done that because it didn't feel right. But I listened to what everybody was telling me and I did it anyway foolishly. So shame on me. Right? Um, so this is, this is a good guideline for us and a good life lesson for us to implement this principle inside of our lives. That even if the people telling us this thing is okay, it's okay, it's okay, stay away from it. Why? Because no one disagrees that if you don't do it, you're okay. No one disagrees about that. If you don't do it, you're fine. The argument comes, is it okay to do it or not? To leave it if I leave it, I'll be okay, right? Yeah, of course, you didn't do anything. The argument, the argument is, is it okay for me to do it or not? You don't know, so don't do it. Everyone agrees, if you don't do it, you're safe. Now, everyone agrees, if you don't do it, you're safe. Right? Like a person brings you, uh, you know, um, a computer. They bring you a laptop, and, they reply, and it's brand new, still in the package. But the price is ridiculously low. Right? It seems fishy. And they tell you, no, just buy it, it's fine. If you didn't buy it, would you run the risk of getting in trouble? No. Everyone agrees. If you didn't buy it, if you stayed away from it, no harm, no foul. Now, if you bought it, you run the risk of buying stolen merchandise and you know what I mean? So on and so forth. Now, 
You might be in trouble. Or you might not be in trouble. You don't know. But everyone agrees if you don't do it, you're safe. Now, and this is the nature of things in which you doubt. If you have any doubt as relates to it, don't do it. Not doing it is safety. And everyone agrees upon that. Right? Like, even, so even if the people tell you, no, no, it's so fine. If you feel apprehensive, it's better just to stay away. Just to stay away until you know 100% for sure. Well, maqsud, and what is intended by yani, uh, these two statements, أَنَّ مَنْ كَانَ مِنْ أَهْلِ الْإِيمَانِ يَخَافُ اللَّهِ That the one who was from the people of Iman, they fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَيَتَّقِيهِ فَإِنَّهُ لَا يُقَدِّمُ عَلَى شَيْءٍ is that they fear Allah so they and they fear Allah and they have reverence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they don't want to put themselves in a position where they may be yani, in trouble with Allah Jalla wa'ala so therefore they do not proceed to do anything in which their hearts do not feel comfortable with Naam, this is a characteristic of the people of Iman is that they do not proceed to do things in which their hearts are not comfortable with. Why? Because they fear Allah. They fear doing something that is haram that will get them in trouble with their Lord. Jalla wa'ala. وَقَدْ يَكُونُ الْإِفْتَاحِ And yani, it, it's, it's, uh, you, you, you may find that the people's verdict yani, uh, مِنْ مَنْ لَعِلْمَ عِنْدُ You may find a person giving you a verdict from a person who they, they themselves have no knowledge. They're telling you, yeah, yeah, it's okay. But the reality of it is they don't know if it's okay or not. They're just telling you, yeah, 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 it's fine. But they themselves have no ilm. So how would they know? They don't know the difference between this and between that. The blind leading the blind. And it could be for someone who has knowledge. But there is the person could have knowledge and tell you, yeah, it's okay for you to do it, but it's in an issue that has no clear evidence by way in which you could depend upon it in order to act upon this particular thing. There's no clear evidence. There's nothing that is uh, clear that, that could be relied upon. So they could have knowledge, but because there's nothing that could be relied upon, you don't have to go with it, and leaving it is 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 safer for you. But if in the issue there is a proof from the book and from the sunnah, um, then you act upon it and you do it. You act upon it and you do it. You act upon it and do it. And as relates to consulting one's heart, meaning listening, consulting one's heart and having a concern and listening to one's heart, then you find that the people of evil, the people of evil, they do not consult their hearts and they do not uh, um, check and see whether they feel uncomfortable with something or not. They, they have no concern for this, the, the, the people of evil hearts and the like. فَإِنَّ مِنْ أُولَٰئِكَ مَنْ قَدْ يُجَاهِرُ بِالْمَعَاصِي And what is the proof of this is that you have from them those who they're open and apparent with their sin and with their transgression. They're open and apparent with their sin and with their transgression. لَا يَسْتَحِي مِنَ اللَّهِ وَلَا مِنْ خَلْقِهِ They are not shy in front of Allah, nor are they shy in front of the creation. 
in front of Allah's creation. And the likes of these particular individuals, the likes of these individuals, they will fall into open sin. Open sin. They will drink liquor in the, in, uh, out in public. They will do acts of lewdness inside of the public and so on and so forth. They don't care. So if they will do the sin and, and transgression that is open and, peer, open and apparent sin and transgression in front of the people, then of course they will do the doubtful matters uh, without doubt. And it comes in the hadith of Wabisa. من إخبار النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم from the يعني the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم informing us يعني بالذي جاء يسأل عنه قبل أن يبدي سؤال that before the person before Wabisa came and can ask his question the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he told him what he was about to ask about yeah محمول the Sheikh he says يعني we can understand from this والله أعلم على أن سابقا it could be understood that the Prophet had previous knowledge because he knew this particular companion. He knew Wabiswa and he knew that he had a great concern for uh, knowing what is righteousness and knowing what is sin. And this is why. Yani, Preemptively, he, he knew what he was about to ask about because it was a, a, a conversation in which they would have a lot. And it's possible that previous to this, that yeah, he will consult the Prophet Sallallahu as relates to uh, this affair, as relates to what is, what is sin and what is evil getting more detail and understanding so he knows exactly what is righteousness and exactly uh, what is evil so on and so forth and from that which we benefit from this particular hadith is showing us is a clear explanation of the superiority of good character that's one two is that righteousness and sin then they both are words that carry a broad meaning. They are both words that carry a broad meaning and they encompass uh, many things. Thirdly, is that the Muslim, he, has to, he or she has to always, yeah, and as relates to the affairs of their, of their deen, is that they will do those things in which are clearly... Halal, those things that are clearly halal, then they will do those things, and they will avoid those things that are doubtful. Naam is that they do those things that are clearly halal, and those things that they doubt their permissibility, they stay away from them. Fourthly, is that the believer, he is the one who fears Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and they do not do those things in which their hearts feel unease as relates to it. Even if the people tell them it's okay for them to do it. Naam. Even if the people tell them it's okay for them to do it. Now. So they will stay away from those things in which their hearts feel uncomfortable about it. 
and they will avoid falling into it out of fear from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as long as those things are not as long as it's not something that is clear inside of the Sharia, uh, like the licenses uh, and the allowances. So if something is a license or an allowance, like the shortening of the prayer for the traveler, so on and so forth, um, then these things... Then a person, they take the license. They don't say, well, I don't know. I just feel more comfortable. No, no, no. It's clear in the legislation that you have a license to shorten your prayers when you're traveling. You have a license to break your fast. When you're traveling, if the fast becomes difficult, then you can break the fast. Now, so a person is saying at this point, well, I have doubt. No, there's no doubt because the Sharia is clear on these issues. Now, doubtful matters or matters in which there is no clear proof as it relates to it, right? Um, then these are the things in which you stay away from. But that which is a clear proof, then you do it. Right? So this one I enter that person can say, "Well, I, I, you know, out of fear of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, I'm not going to take the license that Allah Taala has given me. Out of fear of Allah, I'm not going to take the allowance that Allah has granted me. This doesn't make sense. Allah is giving you the allowance, giving you the license to take to take this, yeah, to, uh, uh, exceptions and, and this, you know, easement upon you to make it easy upon you. So you take that which Allah Taala has granted you." Uh, from uh, from ease and from license, inshallah ta'ala. And then the the fifth point of benefit that we learn and we gain from this hadith is the diligence of the companions in striving to learn what is halal and what is haram, what is righteousness and what is transgression. They strove hard to learn about this. Na'am. Now, of course, again, I always challenge myself and others who hear my voice, where are we from them? Where are we from them? They strove hard to learn what is righteousness. Are we doing that? Are we striving hard to learn what is righteousness? What are we supposed to do? What can we do? So on and so forth. Now, um, they strove hard to learn what is sin, so they know what not to fall into. What is sin and what is transgression, so we don't fall into it. Now, I'm like the poet, he said, that I learn evil, not just for the sake of learning evil, but so I can protect myself from it, so I can stay away from it. Because the one who doesn't know the difference between good and evil, then they will fall into it. They will fall into evil. Now, but where am I going with this? We, the, the ulama, they have put a lot of concern in compiling the hadith and, 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 and the text, the, the ayat, the hadith which points to and shows us what are the major sins, al-kabair, right? Um, and, and the books are well known. The books are well known, right? The kabair. But, um, and these books have been translated into the English language. These collections of ahadith have been translated into the English language. Do we own a copy of these translations? That's one, right? And if we do, have we read them? If we have read them, how familiar with them are we? Right? Because you can't stay away from wrong if you don't know what wrong is. You have to learn. You have to seek aid. So I want you to understand that. A person can't just say, well, I'm going to ask my heart. Whatever I think is, is wrong, then that's wrong. No. Because this Sahabi, who the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, what did the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he told Wabi, so what? It's tafti qalbi, ask your heart. But what was Wabi coming to do? He was coming to ask about righteousness 
and sin. He was seeking knowledge. He was learning. He was seeking knowledge. So he knows what is, what is good so I can do it and what is the evil so I can stay away from it. He came seeking knowledge. Man. And this is the way the believer has to be. You have to seek knowledge to know what it is you're supposed to do and how you're supposed to do it. You have to seek knowledge so that you know what is haram so that you can stay away from it. What are the roads that lead to haram so that you can stay away from it. Man. This is extremely important. So these are a hadith that we have to be familiar with. These are yani, ayat that we have to be familiar with. Those would show us what is halal and what is haram so that we can do what uh, is permissible and that's so that we can stay away from that which is impermissible. And we have to make this a priority. So if we don't have these books, then of course we're not familiar with what's in them and we haven't read them. So I encourage everyone to buy these collection of books which outline the major sins to read them, become familiar with them so that we know exactly what to stay away from. And also because the major sins are that which require tawbah, right? Between, from Jumu'ah to Jumu'ah, from Ramadan to Ramadan, so on and so forth, right? The good deeds that wipe away the evil deeds, they are only wipe away the minor sins, not the major sins. The minor sins are wiped away. So those major sins, if we don't know what they are and make tawbah, make repentance from them specifically, if we fall into them, then they are still in our record of evil deeds. They're still there. So on a day of judgment, you got to answer for it because you didn't repent. Those who repent, Allah forgives them. But if you didn't repent from it because you didn't know it was a major sin, it's still in your book of major. It's still in your book of sins. Still in your your, your 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 scroll of evil deeds, right? So if you don't know to make tawbah, you don't know to clean yourself from it. So now you're going to come your muqiyama. You're going to have to answer for it, okay? And if Allah forgives you, He forgives you. And if Allah punishes you for it, Allah will punish you. But who wants to take that? chance with something that you know you could get off of you now so it's important that we learn um it's important that we learn what is what and then the next uh imam where he brings the hadith of Irbad bin Sariya, the famous hadith which outlines the disease and the remedy and the cure but inshallah ta'ala we'll save that to the next class falla'alana naktafi bihadha al-qadr ala nabiyyina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in wa jazakumullahu khayran